Welcome in to Head to Headlines. I'm Steve here with Evan coming to you on the Statmando Podcast Network. We had such a crazy weekend at the MVP Open. Scores were flying up and down. Whatever you thought was going to happen did not happen about five times per round in both divisions. It was just chaos out there and so much fun. Evan, you were on the ground once again. Tell us about what happened in MPO. Well, Maple Hill is always one of the most electric places to watch disc golf. And it sure was electric with Matty O, Matt Orem, getting his first career Elite Series win. Uh, This was his 138th Elite or Major start. His first Elite start was in 2003 in the inaugural National Tour season, 7,413 days ago. That's over 20 years, which marks the longest gap between first Elite or Major start and win at an Elite or Major event. Uh, The next closest is Garrett Gerthy at over 5,000 with his 2019 win. Uh, Matt Oram played in the sixth ever elite event in 2003. It was the 33rd elite or major with majors going back all the way to 1982. There have now been 243 elite specifically events and 340 elite or majors in histories. That really puts into perspective how long Matt Oram has been uh, on the touring level of disc golf. Before this, he had 12 podiums, which was the most without a win in MPO elite or major history. With this win, it pushes him to 13, but of course, he has the win, so he is off that list. Johnny McRae is the new leader with 10 podiums without a win. Also notably, Matt Oram wins from the chase card, which marks the fourth chase card victory at Elite and Majors this year. That's the most ever in a single season, and we have now seen back-to-back years at, at the MVP Open with an MPO chase card winner, and it is now the fourth event to have multiple chase card champions but the only to do it in back-to-back years. Matt Oram also won by four strokes, which is incredible when you think that he did win from the chase card. That ties the largest margin of victory at an elite or major event with a win from a chase card, tying Paul Macbeth, who won from the chase card at the 2018 Idlewild Open. Well, FPO had just as much drama coming down the stretch leads going back and forth ties missed putts it was just incredible to watch and Haley king comes out on top with her second elite win of the season it's the second season where she's won multiple elite or major events she had four wins back in her breakout 2021 season it's her eighth total win when looking at elite majors in the tour championship which moves her into solo 10th all-time in wins in FPO. With one more win, Haley King will tie Elaine King. And in Haley's last win at DDO, she was also tied for the lead heading into the final round. All of her wins have been from the lead in the final round, tied or outright lead. And she's only given up one final round lead, which was to Paige Pierce back at 2020 Green Mountain Championship, who shot a 10-38 final round to win that event over Haley. 
Haley King also becomes the fourth player to win multiple times with Kristen Tatar in the field since 2019. And yes, we are going to attempt to pronounce it correctly now moving forward. Kristen Tatar, um, hopefully that's a little bit closer for you, Kristen. Looking down the rest of the leaderboard, as you mentioned, in second place, we have Kristen Tatar, who now has finished second place at the MVP Open in three consecutive attempts, her only three starts at Maple Hill. She's won 13 unique elite or major events, but the MVP Open is the only one where she has played multiple times and has not won. And for reference, Paige Pierce has won 27 unique elite or major events, and only has two active elite or major events she has not won at. That includes the Des Moines Challenge and the Music City Open. But bringing it back to Tatar, she brought home $6,500 for her efforts, bringing her season cash total to $89,097. Tatar uh, became the first player to earn $100,000 of cash prize in a season last year on October 16th. As long as she plays U.S. Women's Throw Pink in the Tour Championship, she is almost guaranteed to pass her own record to be the fastest player to earn $100,000 in a season. Also tied for second, Own Scoggins picks up her 15th elite or major podium. That's 15th most all time, and it keeps her one ahead of Haley King. Scoggins was tied for the lead going into the final round. Her only other time leading an elite or major going into the final round was Deglo a few weeks ago, where she picked up her first career victory at the highest stage. Scoggins' initial rating came in at 999, just behind her 1,000-rated Deglo victory, uh, which is her second-highest-rated FPO elite or major performance, although she did also shoot 1,004 over four rounds at this year's U.S. Masters in the FP40 division. Evelina Salonen finishes in fourth place. That makes five straight elite top tens for Salonen. That doesn't include majors, although she did take a fourth place at Worlds just a few weeks ago. Holly Finley finishes in fifth place, which is her 11th career top five at elite and major events, and her first top five since 2021 Delaware. Her last DGPT Elite Top 5 was also a 5th place finish at the 2018 MVP Open. And in the final round, Holly Finley almost had a par-only round. She went 17 pars in just a single bogey. Surprisingly, this is the 4th round this season with 17 pars. The other were Kona Montgomery at Ledgestone, Erica Stinchcomb at Portland, and Sarah Gilpin at Music City. Moving over to MPO, Aaron Gossage jumps up the leaderboard and finishes uh, on the podium for the third time this season. He moves up to a tie for second most all-time career podiums without a win. He now has six career podiums. All of those have come in the last 17 months. In half of those podium finishes, including this one at MVP, he came from outside of the lead card to jump into that podium position. And then also tied for second, Eagle McMahon picks up his fifth elite or major podium on the season. It's his 39th career podium, which is seventh most all time. Eagle's last five elite and major podiums were not wins, which is his longest stretch of non-winning podium finishes since his first five 
elite and major podiums back in 2016 and 2017. He's been playing extremely well recently and since missing cash at OTB Open. Eagle has 10 straight top five finishes at DGPT point events, not counting his DNF at Portland where he withdrew due to injury. In fourth place, there was a three-way tie between Ricky Wysocki, Simon Lazat, and Calvin Heimberg. We'll start with the two-time MVP Open winner, Ricky Wysocki, who has not missed a top 10 at the MVP Open since his very first start at the MVP Open back in 2010. That's 13 straight top 10s at the venue. We'll next go to one-time MVP Open winner, Simon Lazat, who was the reigning champion from his chase guard victory last year. He has never missed the top 10 at this event. That's through six starts. And Calvin Heimberg, although he's won many other events, has yet to win the MVP Open. Uh, this is his second fourth place finish at Maple Hill. He has just two podiums and four top tens at this event in seven starts. Calvin Heimberg has also now gone a full season without finishing outside the top 20. His last missed top 20 was MVP Open last year in 2022. Sticking on Simon Lazat and Calvin Heimberg, they entered the final round tied for the lead. They both didn't come out with the victory, which now marks six straight years the MVP Open final round leaders, that's outright or co-leaders like this year, would go on to not win the event. We saw Simon Lazat and Calvin Heimberg finish fourth this year. Last year, solo leader Corey Ellis finished second. The year before, Eagle McMahon finished second. In 2020, Ricky Wysocki also finished second. And I'm going to say it one more time. In 2019, Garrett Gerthy finished second after leading. And in 2018, Ricky Wysocki, the solo leader, finished eighth. The last time we saw a leader or co-leader go on to win was in 2017 when co-leader Ricky Wysocki would go on to win. And of course, there's only one winner. So Greg Barsby, the other co-leader, finished fourth. And just for fun, if we uh, poke back a few more years, in 2010, Matt Oram was leading uh, through the first two rounds, but then lost at the MVP Open, or excuse me, the MVP Open event, uh, had different names in the past, likely the Vibram Open that year, would go on to lose to Nico LaCastro. In seventh place, Ben Calloway, who was leading uh, at this event at multiple points. It was his first time leading an elite or major since 2021 Dynamic Disc Open, and it was his first lead card appearance since 2021 Des Moines Challenge. Hole 18 really stole his lunch money this year. We saw some uh, added OB to make that island shot even harder. He was tied for the lead after round one and went par on hole 18. In round two, he took a double bogey on 18 to go from a one-stroke lead to one stroke behind. And in round three, he took another bogey on 18 to lose the lead. And in round four, he did struggle, uh, but got a par on hole 18 to secure solo seventh place. Well, the MVP Open concludes the DGPT points events for 2023. So let's talk about the final standings as we head into the Tour Championship in just a few weeks. In FPO, the back-to-back DGPT points winner is Kristen Tatar. She has three major wins this season, five elite victories, and two silver wins for the 2023 season. And she even dropped one of those major wins in points um, due to the calculation this year, counting two, the top two majors. 
and her efforts will give her a five-stroke advantage at the Tour Championship uh, at the first round. Looking at the rest of the first card um, in DGPT points, coming in second place, Missy Gannon will have a four-stroke advantage going into the first round of the Tour Championship. Own Scoggins finishes in third, which will be good for a three-stroke advantage. And Holland Handley jumps Ella Hansen at the MVP Open to take fourth place and a three-stroke advantage. So I just mentioned that Ella Hansen lost a stroke to Holland Handley at MVP. Looking at other shakeups, Haley King moved up two spots, stealing a stroke from Sarah Hokum, who dropped to ninth place. Allie Smith moved up to gain a stroke, and that stroke was lost by Jen Allen. And then to qualify for the, the Tour Championship, Holly Finley, with her great play finishing in fifth place, played herself into qualifying position. She will be eligible for the Tour Championship. And Juliana Corver should be the last in, assuming that Paige Pierce drops out due to injury, which makes Henna Blomroos the last out for the Tour Championship in FPO. Calvin Heinberg is your 2023 Disc Golf Pro Tour points champion. He had two elite wins and one silver on the season, and that was backed by 11 elite podiums. It's his first time winning the points series. He now earns a six-stroke advantage in the Tour Championship coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Calvin Heinberg had such an incredible season. He had so many points be dropped from fantastic finishes that would count for virtually any other player in total he had 392.83 points on the season going into the mvp open it would have been good enough to qualify for the tour championship in 32nd place Uh, that's assuming paul Macbeth does not play to injury Uh, and then looking post mvp at the season's end calvin heimberg's drop points were more than notable players such as robert burridge Brody Smith, Andrew Marweed, Albert Tom, Jeremy Colling, Greg Barsby, and even Luke Taylor, who went on to win the rookie points uh, from Disc Golf Pro Tour points. Calvin Heinberg is the first non-Wysocki or Macbeth season champ. Wysocki has four season wins, Macbeth three, and now Heinberg one. And both winners, Calvin Heinberg and Kristen Tatar, uh, set the record for most points in a Disc Golf Pro Tour season. Of course, we've seen a lot of events this year and the tour is ever growing, but very cool accolades there. Moving down for the rest of the first card, uh, winners in the standings. Second place, Isaac Robinson, who earns a five-stroke advantage, beating his teammate by less than four points. That being Gannon Burr in third place, who earns a four-stroke advantage in the tour championship. Him and Isaac were having a friendly but competitive race for second place. And when Burr who teed off before Isaac Robinson finished the final round. He actually had second place uh, at the time when he tapped in his final putt. But as Isaac Robinson finished and the rest of the field moved up getting some birdies, it swung back in Isaac's favor to grab second place. And in fourth place, we have uh, the reigning champion, Ricky Wysocki, who earned four-stroke advantage at the Tour Championship. Mentioned earlier that Wysocki has the most season point uh, wins in uh, MPO Pro Tour history. It was close to Ricky Wysocki not getting fourth place. If Eagle McMahon had made his long putt in hole 18, or if Gossage had dropped a single stroke and finished third, 
Eagle would have snagged enough points to steal fourth place from Ricky Wysocki. After the MVP Open, Matt Orham and Lazat uh, move up to gain an extra stroke in the Tour Championship. They now have a three-stroke advantage, and so did Aaron Gossage, who will have a two-stroke advantage. While Anthony Barella and James Proctor lost a stroke advantage, will will still have a two-stroke advantage, but they were sitting at a three-stroke advantage before the MVP Open, as well as Adam Hammes, who lost a stroke advantage, who's now sitting at a one-stroke advantage at the Tour Championship. And also a special note for Paul Ulibarri, who after the Beaver State fling in May, was sitting in 89th place in Disc Golf Pro Tour points. At that point, he had zero elite or major finishes inside the top 50. Yes, zero inside the top 50. He only had one silver top 30 finish, and it wasn't even this year. It was last year, but during the wraparound events that count for this season, and it was his only cash on tour at that point in the season. He was sitting at 39.9 points. Fast forward to after the MVP Open, he finished in 32nd place, which is technically just outside the cut for the tour championship due to Parker Welk's automatic bid. But with Paul McBeth likely out for the rest of the year, Yuli will take that last tour championship spot. And that was thanks to 10 elite or major top 50 finishes, eight total top 30s, and only one missed cash, which was Deglow, a, a shortened playoff field. And in total, Paul Yulabari had 411.5 total points. Robert Burge does drop down and out of a qualifying position and it leaves Garrett Gerthy as the first player out right behind Paul Ulibarri. And again, that's assuming that Paul Macbeth does not play the Tour Championship. If you're a fan of Head to Headlines, you know that we love our missed connections stats that almost were but didn't quite make it. Uh, this week, we're going to mix it up and do some connections we missed, some news in the disc golf world that we have not talked about on the program. So we'll start out with PDGA ratings. We all know that Kristen Tatar reached her historic rating of 999, the highest FPO rating that we have ever seen. But along with that, the ratings for the previous month's events updated, and that included the world's event ratings, which had some pretty interesting headlines. So Kristen's 1013 event rating at Worlds is the highest ever at Worlds, beating the 1007 she sent she set last year. And Missy Gannon's event rating also updated to 1004, making her the second player after Tatar to shoot over 1000 rated at a 5-round major. It's also the third highest rated event rating at Worlds behind uh, Kristen's last two Worlds wins. Missy Gannon also becomes the second woman to shoot over a thousand rated at an elite or major event and not win. The first was Haley King at the 2020 GMC, which we talked about earlier in the episode. And finally, to wrap it up, Own Scoggins. She took down the D-Glow. Everyone was excited for her. We talked about Matt Oram having the longest gap between first elite or major start and first win. And with her win at D-Glow, Own grabbed the longest gap between the FPO, first major elite start, 
and first elite or major win. That was 3,766 days. It's ninth all-time when you're considering FPO and MPO and first in FPO history. That'll do it for Head to Headlines. We have the U.S. Women's coming up, the final FPO major of the year. We will be back to discuss all the headlines from that amazing event. We will see you then. 